After this, the Moabites, the Ammonites, and with them the Meunites <coughs> came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Three nations. All of them coming against one king, Jehoshaphat. Okay? It was told Jehoshaphat, a great multitude has come against you from beyond the Dead Sea, from Edom. And behold, they are in Hazazon Tamar, which is in Gedi. <laughs> Great. Okay. <laughs> then Jehoshaphat feared and set himself determinedly <laughs> as his vital need to seek the Lord. He proclaimed the fast in all Judah. And Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord, even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord, yearning for him with all their desire. And Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? In your hand are power and might, so that none is able to withstand you. Did not you, O our God, drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel, and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? They dwelt in it, and have built you a sanctuary in it for your name, saying, If evil comes upon us, the sword of judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we will stand before this house and before you, for your name, the symbol of your presence, is in this house, and cry to you in the affliction, and you will hear and save. And now behold, the men of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, whom you would not let Israel invade when they came from the land of Egypt, and whom they turned from and did not destroy. Behold, they reward us by coming to drive us out of your possession, which you have given us to inherit. Okay, so they didn't war against these three nations. Now they come against them. Verse 12. O oh, our God, will you not exercise judgment upon them? For we have no might to stand against this great company that is coming against us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. Have you ever felt like that? Whatever situation you're in, yeah. something against you. Say, God, I have no power to fight this. I do not know what to do. Yeah. All right. And all Judah stood before the Lord with their children and their wives. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Mathaniah, <laughs> a, Levite, a Levite of the sons of Asaph in the middle of the assembly. Okay, so this guy's whole pedigree is here, okay? So, but Jehaziel was now speaking. He said, Hearken all Judah, you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you King Jehoshaphat. The Lord says to you, Be not afraid or dismayed at this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. The battle is not yours, but God's. It's not your battle. Okay? Tomorrow go down to them. Behold, they will come up by the ascent of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the ravine before the wilderness of Jeruel. Okay. We have much easier names these days. <laughs> even Polokwane is even much easier than that. Okay. <laughs> 17. <laughs> you shall not need to fight in this battle. Take your position. Stand still and see the deliverance of the Lord who is with you. O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord is with you. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with a face to the ground, and all Judea and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell down before the Lord, worshipping him. And some Levites of the Kohathites and Korahites stood up to praise the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud voice. And they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa, and as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe and remain steadfast to his prophets, and you shall prosper. When he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers to sing to the Lord and praise uh, him in their in their holy garments as they went out before the army, saying, Give thanks to the Lord for his mercy and loving kindness endure forever. 
And when they began to sing and to praise the Lord, the Lord sent ambushments against the men of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, and they were self-slaughtered. Okay, now, now imagine this. Here is three nations against one nation. Here's this army. And now imagine now here is these three nations looking at this small army. They're now going to just destroy them. And here comes people dancing, singing, <laughs> playing music, worship band, you know. You know, like he's getting churches with the flags. <laughs> and with the instruments. And there they go. And everything, they're dancing, <laughs> singing. And they're saying, the Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. <laughs> Give thanks to the Lord for His mercy and loving kindness endures forever. And the Lord sent ambushments. And they were self-slaughtered. So they just stood there and they just saw how these nations turned on each other and wiped themselves out. Okay? For suspecting betrayal, the men of Ammon and Moab rose against those of Mount Seir, utterly destroying them. And when they had made an end to the men of Seir, they all helped to destroy one another. And when Judah came to the watchtower of the wilderness, they looked at the multitude, and behold, there were dead bodies fallen to the earth, and none had escaped. Imagine the last two. Okay. On the count of three. Let's go. Okay. When Jehoshaphat and his people came to take the spoil, they found among them much cattle. Who brings cattle to a battlefield? I don't know, but they did. Much cattle, goods, garments and precious things which they took for themselves more than they could carry away so much they were three days in gathering the spoil (laughs) you are your situation's worst nightmare when you turn to the Lord worship him in the midst of your storm. God sends ambushments. God changes the whole thing. When you wipe out your eyes the next morning, it's all destroyed and you can go gather the spoil. He said, the battle is not yours. The battle is the Lord's. Okay? (laughs) So God gave them what we call um, victory. (laughs) (laughs) They did not fight. They did not conquer. But they were more than conquerors. Because God let those people destroy each other and left all the blessings that they had with them as spoil for his people. Uh, You are his people. (laughs) God is with you. (laughs) Okay. So today, your enemies are not necessarily people. (laughs) So don't now go pray that people will kill each other and stuff. (laughs) It's about situations that's against you. It will sort itself out. Don't fret about the situation. Turn to Jesus and worship Amen. Him in the midst of it. For the Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. All right. He gives you the victory. Okay, Exodus 14. And the Lord said to Moses, Tell the Israelites to turn back and encamp before, here we go again with all the names, Roth, between Mechdol and the Red Sea, before Baal Sephon. You shall encamp opposite it by the sea. For Pharaoh will say of the Israelites, they are entangled in the The wilderness has shut them in. I will harden Pharaoh's heart that he will pursue them, and I will gain honor and glory over Pharaoh in all his host, and the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord, and they did so. It was told the king of Egypt that the people had fled, and the, the heart of Pharaoh and his servants was changed toward the people, and they said, What is this we have done? 
Have we let Israel go from serving us? And he made ready his chariots and took his army. So there's another army. And they were in a corner. And took 600 chosen chariots and all the other chariots of Egypt with officers over all of them. Okay, it's a, he also said all the other chariots. So here comes the full force of the biggest army in the world against these people. Okay? And they're in a corner at the sea. They can go nowhere. Alright? The Lord made hard and strong the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued the Israelites, for they left proudly and defiantly. Now imagine these slaves leaving with all the wealth of that country. (laughs) Proudly and defiantly. (laughs) The Egyptians pursued them, all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh, and his horsemen, and his army, and overtook them and encamped at the Red Sea by Pihiroth in front of Balsephon. When Pharaoh drew near, the Israelites looked up and behold, the Egyptians were marching after them and the Israelites were exceedingly frightened and (coughs) cried out to the Lord. And they said to Moses, Is it because there are no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you treated us this way and brought us out of Egypt? Now, what kind of a reasoning is that? I don't know. But they were moaning. Okay? But just before they went out, Moses went to Pharaoh. He said, we're going to go now. Pharaoh said, see to it that I never see your face again, because in the day I see you, you will die. So Moses said to Pharaoh, you have spoken truly. I will never see your face again. (laughs) So there they went. Okay, yeah, cheers. Okay, so there they went. So now they come to the Red Sea. The Israelites are exceedingly frightened. They come to Moses. Is it because we don't have graves in Egypt (coughs) that you brought us out into the desert? Now listen to what he says. Moses told the people, fear not. Stand still, firm, confident, undismayed, and see the salvation of the Lord which He will work for you today. For the Egyptians you have seen today, you shall never see again. For the Egyptians you see today, you shall never see them again. Where was the eyes of Moses? Not at the Egyptians. Because he knew if he would see Pharaoh, he would die. He said, the Egyptians you see, you will never see them again. Alright? Stand and see the salvation that the Lord brings about to you today. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace and remain at rest. Mm -hmm. If I can take this verse and grind it into my heart that I never forget it. So thank you, Lord, I receive it. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace and remain at rest. It is not your battle. You are not called to fight any battle. (laughs) So what will happen? I will hold my peace, and I will remain at rest. Okay. So the... Expression, hold your peace, means to shut up. (laughs) Hold your peace. It means... But also, hold your peace. (laughs) So a lot of the time, the unrest comes the moment we open our mouth. (laughs) So, hold your peace. Remain at rest. Okay? The Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Tell the people of Israel to go forward. Lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the Israelites shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. 
And I, behold, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians, and they shall go into the sea after them, and I will gain honor over Pharaoh and his host, his chariots and horsemen. The Egyptians shall know and realize that I am the Lord when I have gained honor and glory over Pharaoh, his chariots, and his horsemen. And the angel of the Lord who went before the host of Israel moved and went behind them, and the pillar of the cloud went from before them and stood behind them. So now there's a cloud and an angel in between Israel and the Egyptians. Verse 20. Coming between the host of Egypt and the host of Israel, it was a cloud and darkness to the Egyptians, but it gave light by night to the Israelites. Okay? And the one host did not come near the other all night. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all the night, and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. Now that must have been a strong wind. <laughs> to blow this, the sea out of the sea. And the Israelites went into the midst of the sea on dry ground, the waters being a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. The Egyptians pursued and went after them into the midst of the sea, even all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen. And in the morning watch, the Lord through the, pillar, uh, through the pillar of fire and cloud looked down in the host of Egyptians and discomforted them, and bound the chariot wheels, making them drive heavily. And the Egyptians said, Let us flee from the face of Israel, for the Lord fights for them against the Egyptians. Now that's what all your enemies will say. Let us leave that guy alone. You're getting trouble. <laughs> then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand over the sea that the waters may come again upon the Egyptians, upon the chariots and horsemen. So Moses stretched forth his hand over the sea, and the sea returned to, to its strength and normal flow when the morning appeared. And the Egyptians fled into it, being met by it, and the Lord overthrew the Egyptians and shook them off into the midst of the sea. The waters returned and covered the chariots, the horsemen, and all the host of Pharaoh that pursued them. Not even one of them remained. But the Israelites walked on dry ground in the midst of the sea, the waters being a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. Thus the Lord saved Israel that day from the hand of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead upon the seashore. And Israel saw that great work which the Lord did against the Egyptians. And the people reverently feared the Lord and trusted in the Lord and his servant Moses. Okay, so two accounts where God fought with his people where his people had no reason to fear because he fought for them so this really happened okay so in both cases he said remain at rest see the salvation it's not your battle look to what the Lord will do okay so imagine here comes a lot of people they're in a corner, and now the sea goes open. There they go through the sea. And then the people chase after them. You know, like, like the guy who opened the sea can't close it again. Yeah. They get bogged down in the middle of it. They're on the other side. Everything that tried to come was gone. Everything that tried to grab them, take them back to their past of slavery was buried. So that speaks to me great deals about the heart of God and His salvation. He's, you know, the blood of Jesus. Once the blood of Christ has washed you, nothing from your past can come through that and grab you and take you back to there again. They were all, you know, 1 Corinthians 10 says that they went under the cloud and through the waters. They were baptized into Moses. Yeah. Okay? First Corinthians 10. So, through the water of baptism, they went and their past was buried. Yeah. It's the same today. Yeah. We go through the water of baptism yeah. and our past is buried. Yeah. Dead, gone, you will never find it again. So whatever you're struggling with, whatever you think is your greatest thing, 
you know, opposition or something. I have good news for you. It will not destroy you. Your past is buried. Okay? So, this afternoon I saw another vision. <laughs> I just prayed and I asked God to give me a word. So, I saw clearly, I know this wasn't my mind, this wasn't my thinking. I mean, this wasn't me. I saw that here, comes, here came this jet, like, you know, like a fighting jet. Yeah. Here comes this jet. And there was this missile following the jet. Have you seen, you know, those yeah. movies, Top Gun, and beep, 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 yeah. <laughs> So here comes the, this jet, and the jet goes at speed, and here comes a missile. And the missile was headed for that jet. And then it was turned away, and it, it missed. And I got, knew God spoke about my life. He said, no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. If you try to get away from things that's, that's pursuing you, it will not prosper. You can keep your eyes on Jesus. You can keep your eyes on Jesus. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. So whatever has tried to destroy your life, it's gone. It's over now. It missed. Sure. <laughs> Hold your peace. <laughs> it cannot prosper against you. Yeah. You know, only, only when you think there's a threat will you stand up to try and wage warfare. If you are threatened, you will react. If you are threatened, you will try to fight. But God says it's not your fight. The threat is not, there's no threat. God is with you. There's no threat. Okay? Isaiah 40. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to the heart of Jerusalem and cry to her that a time of service and her warfare mm. are ended. Yeah. That her punishment is accepted and her iniquity is pardoned. And that she has received punishment from the Lord's hand double for all the sins. Okay, yeah. now we know that Jesus received all the punishment for our sins. So I just want to declare to you, your warfare has ended. Yeah. It is over. Yeah. The battle is gone. It's over. Yeah. The war is won. Yeah. The victory is yours. The victory is yours. I, I, I don't know who of you was at the, at the conference in June. Okay. Martin has brought a message there on victory. And the last two days, no matter who I listen to, where I go, what I, this message came up every time. <laughs> I would put a CD in my DVD player and listen to a song. Immediately it would go on about the victory. And different songs, just a random CD of Hill song. I put it in the first song, victory. Okay, everything the last two days was this. Okay, so I just want to say nothing that that can stand against you can overthrow you. Just have your peace. Just don't fear. Don't try to fight it. Have your peace. God has given you the victory. This is truly what God is saying. God has given you the victory. All right. So your warfare is, is ended. <laughs> okay. Isaiah 2. Listen to this one. This is really awesome. And he shall judge between the nations and shall decide disputes for many peoples. And they shall beat their swords into plowshares, mm. and their spears into pruning hooks. Mm. 
Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. <laughs> so we have a we have a sword. Okay? We have the double edged sword of God. Which is the word of God. So that sword it is God's word going out changing your situation. But physical battles, physical swords, over. You fighting, you getting distressed, you getting worn out, over. Over, 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 over. Speak the word of God into your situation. Okay. So there is, a, there is a warfare, okay? But the scripture saying, speaking about warfare, you know, uh, William also read it. It says, wage a good warfare according to the word of prophecy that was given to you. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I wage a good warfare when I hear what God is saying and go do it. Yeah. Not looking to whatever is standing against me and trying to fight it first but disregarding all the obstacles listening to what God said moving forward alright so now a great example that I can use because I'm still reading this book of Ronald Bonke you can think maybe I read slow but I think (laughs) I'm thinking about what I'm reading so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, <laughs> so here's this book of Reinhard Bonnke and he speaks of, of big crusades that they had <laughs> they, had, they had these big crusades <coughs> but every time something that would happen any resistance would come he would just stop ask the Holy Spirit what shall we do now and he would answer and then they would just go on just like that so there was this one in some place, I think it was in Zaire, that had this crusade. And there was great opposition. I mean, there were young guys completely out of control. They tried to stop the people from coming in. Then they went in and they couldn't stop them. Then they went out and threw rocks at everyone from the outside and people were injured and all kinds of terrible stuff. So he would just ask God. You know, they, they brought banners in that says, Reinhard Bonke must die, <laughs> and stuff like that. So they just tore up the banners and went on, because that's what God said. He just stopped. Holy Spirit, what do we do now? He said, go on. Okay, so they went on as if nothing happened. They didn't try to fight them, they didn't try to pursue them, nothing. Just went on. What happened? 45,000 people came to Jesus. And that was one of the smaller ones. Okay, yeah. 45. <laughs> that's a small amount in that chapter. <laughs> 45,000 people. Against all odds, God saved. Okay? Yeah. So they were in Germany, in Hamburg. And this field that they uh, had their campaign in was close to the red light district of Hamburg. And um, there were, was a group of homosexuals there and they were very angry and they came there with all kinds of strange clothing and things and they went and they tried to disrupt the whole thing and then some of the other people that came were not that saved either (laughs) but they wanted to hear and now they started fighting and everyone (laughs) started fighting there's this big fight and now he's standing there okay holy spirit what do we do now (laughs) okay so he just invited them he said, don't fight. All the homosexuals, you are my special guests. Come. Come sit here in front. You are very welcome. We love you. Yeah. So they came in. They, uh, okay, they didn't have anyone to fight anymore, so they went and sat. <laughs> so he preached the gospel, and they all got saved. Wow. 
All of them. We should not look to the circumstance and react to what we know. We hear his voice and we do that. The battle is not yours. Retaliation is, is not what God wants. That is our wisdom, and our wisdom is foolishness. Okay? So God wants us to trust him. And he loves those people, and he wants to save them. Okay? So, you know, the Bible says, we do not fight against flesh and blood, but against powers and, you know, principalities and stuff. So, when you see someone, and that someone is negative towards you, it's not your battle. <laughs> Jesus Christ overcame all principalities and powers. Okay? He led captivity captive. Let a trainer vanquished foes, and he bestowed gifts upon men. Yeah. Ephesians 4, some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, for the full equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, so that we all might come to the oneness of the faith. Yeah. So, when we see someone not acting according to what we would have liked, fighting with that person is not the answer. The plowshares, uh, the, the swords need to be beaten into plowshares. Sow a seed. Start speaking the word. <laughs> Start saying the word of God. So in 1 Corinthians 3, Paul said, you know, okay, well, you know, I, I planted and Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So it's not about winning an argument. That's something that William says a lot. It's, it's rather win over someone's heart. Rather win, win over a soul than to win an argument. Yeah. <laughs> what does that help to win an argument? I found that so, because my nature is to argue. My nature is to fight. And I want to win the argument. <laughs> I studied law. <laughs> so um, God says, hold your peace. Rather say one word that will bring a blessing to that person's life than taking out my words of battle and cutting people. If I take out my battle axe <laughs> in my words and start chopping away, it will not, it will not help people. Yeah. It's not my battle to fight. Okay, so the, <laughs> this now even goes into relationships with people, not, not only situations that you have. But the best thing is just turn to Jesus and ask him, what now? You know, people say count to 10. Okay, but I've counted to 10 many times and I was maybe even more angry. <laughs> so it can help, but I think the best is Listen to what God says. Stop. Hear the Spirit of God. And then go on. Verse 10. I'm going to read the King James. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Not your might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Okay. Put on the whole armor of God that you can go out and fight. Uh, no, no. Um, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand. Okay, the devil is trying to overthrow you. Remember the scripture says, be if anyone thinks he stand, be careful anyone who thinks he stand, lest he fall. So don't, when you stand, don't trust in your own abilities. Don't think, oh, I'm standing. I don't want to fall. Yeah. So I don't want the devil's wiles to come against me and pull me down. Yeah. Okay? And most of the time, it comes from an unexpected source. Yeah. It comes from, you know, the thing that will pull you down 
is a lot of the time things, something that you didn't expect. And suddenly you just feel drained and you feel this and you feel that and whatever. So now, for this reason, he says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand. Yeah. And now he describes the armor. Now he says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Mm-hmm. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all, to stand. So we're there to stand. Okay? Stand therefore. <laughs> Not fight therefore. Stand therefore. Yeah. Having your loins girt about with truth. Okay, so truth is something that protects me. So I want to hunger for truth. If there's any deception in doctrine in my life, I want it out. So I want God's truth in my life. So the truth will protect me against whatever is coming against me. It protects my heart, all right? Protects my life. Having on the breastplate of righteousness. Okay, so your heart is protected by the word of righteousness. If you know your sins are forgiven, if you know the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, if you know there is no condemnation for you, If you know you are not guilty before God, but righteous, guess what? Mm. Your heart will be protected. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Okay, Mm. Isaiah 52, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of them that bring glad tidings, you know? Mm. Feet shod in preparation in the gospel of peace. So my, my feet is the thing that bring the gospel to people. Well, my voice and everything. But my feet take me there. It speaks of going. Go into all the world. In other words, hear and do. What you hear with the God, hear the gospel and say it. Preach the gospel. Be willing to bring the gospel to anyone, whether it is in season or out of season. (laughs) Whether it is received or not received. Always be ready to bring the gospel to people. Yeah. Feet is shod. In other words, you have good shoes. <laughs> Beautiful shoes. <laughs> okay? Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Shield of faith, I mean, I, it means I believe in Jesus. I believe in the work of the cross. And everything I do is based on what he did for me. So act according to what he did for you. So with other words, what I do is not based on what I think I must do for God. So the works that that we do in faith are powerful works. It's, It's works based on the finished work of the cross. So because we believe in the cross of Christ, now, therefore, we do this and this and this. Because yeah. we believe in the cross of Christ, we lay hands on the sick and they recover. Yeah. Because we believe in the cross of Christ, we go and we preach to people. Yeah. We do this, do this. We take risks. Yeah. Okay? Sure. Faith is risk. Yeah. So you go and you do this and that, and you buy this equipment, and you do that by faith. Yes. Okay? So when you live by faith, it quenches the fiery darts. It quenches... All the wicked speaking against you, every false accusation, everything that comes against you. Yeah. Now, I, I love the drama of the Amplified in this verse. <laughs> it says, verse 16, Lift up over all the covering shield of saving faith upon which you can quench all the flaming missiles of the wicked one. <laughs> <laughs> now, I just thought of that when I saw that missile in the airplane. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so the faith of God is like a shield around you. It protects you against, against yourself accusing yourself. <laughs> against others accusing you. Against any word of accusation. Okay? You don't have to fight yourself. It's not your fight. <laughs> Stop fighting yourself. 
the battle that you are fighting only exists in your mind. And you fight the battle because you think you need to fight the battle. Your hindrance is the fact that you believe there's a hindrance. Your war is the fact that you believe there's a war. Okay. You will be tempted to fight if there are situations. You will be tempted to whatever. No, just worship God. Trust Him. Yeah. What He did. What He did was enough. Do you get what I'm saying? So then, get your focus off Jesus onto the enemy trying to overcome the enemy. <laughs> Look to Jesus. Worship Him. Worship Him. Worship Him. Worship Him. Worship Him. Do you get what I'm saying? The temptation is to fight. So the fight, the battle inside you, raging inside you, is to not fight. (laughs) I want to fight. No, it's you have the victory. The victory is yours. (laughs) Jesus conquered. He did it already. Hold your peace. The battle is not yours. The battle has been won 2,000 years ago. Okay, and take the helmet of salvation. Okay, so if I know I'm saved, if I know He will save me daily out of any situation, it will protect my mind, it will protect my thoughts. And the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So I want the Word of God to be in my mouth so that I can stand. It's not to be right, it's not to win the argument. Just keep on speaking the words regardless. Regardless. Proclaim the victory regardless of what people do against you, say against you. Proclaim the victory. Because what you are saying, the gospel that, that we preach, when those words go into the hearts of people, they are saved. When those words go, everything changes. So the devil loses his influence in their hearts whenever the word of God enters there. So we spread this victory by proclaiming the victory. Not by trying to overcome something, Mm. but by telling everyone the victory. Okay. So now something that William said a couple of months ago that really blessed me. He spoke about, you know, Isaiah 52, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of them that bring glad tidings. He said those people, they were were like runners Mm -hmm. sent out to proclaim the victory. Every time a battle was won with Israel, people would run back and then bring the news, the good news of the victory to the people there and the people started rejoicing. Woo. <laughs> yeah. The ladies started singing, rejoicing. Everyone, everyone won. Yeah. Israel won. Yeah. But they were not in the battle. Yeah. The only thing that happened was they believed the report of someone who came to bring them the good news of the victory. Yay. So how do we share in the victory? We just believe the good news of the victory. Um, Jesus, our champion, he, he did it. You know, remember David and Goliath? David came out. Goliath came out. The two champions. Everyone was too scared among the Israelites, so they sent this youth. (laughs) They had no one else. And they didn't want to be the servants of the Philistines. So, you know, so David said, okay, I'll go. No armor, nothing. He said to Goliath, you come to me with a, with a spear, and with a shield, and with everything. I come to you in the name of the Lord. I will cut off your head and feed your body to the birds. <laughs> Young guy. I mean, we're speaking of someone now that caught a lion by his beard. Yeah. When he tried to take his lamb. A lion. Lion. Killed the lion and the bear and the bear. So he said to Saul, I killed the lion and the bear and the bear. (laughs) I killed the lion and the bear. What is this uncircumcised Philistine? So he said, I come to you in the name of the Lord. And he killed him right there. 
the big champion. So the Philistines became their servants. All right? He, all the others were set free because of the deed of one guy. It's the same now. We are set free because of the deed of one guy, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> he did it. He fought. The victory is yours. Okay. So helmet of, oh, we were there. Helmet of salvation, sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Okay. So the whole point of all these things is to pray, mm -hmm. to stand and to pray. Yeah. So we can, you know, make, you know, I'm putting on this and I'm putting on this. If you want to, you can do that. <laughs> but rest in the cross and then you're protected. If you, you know, I believe in, in actions. I believe in prophetic acts. So it's good. You can do that. But what's going to help you is to trust in what Jesus did. That protects your heart, your mind, everything, mm -hmm. and your speech. Yeah. Your speech will be the sword of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, Second Corinthians 10. Verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we are not carrying on our warfare according to the flesh, using mere human weapons. For the weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God for the overthrow and the destruction of strongholds. Inasmuch as we refute arguments and theories and reasonings and every proud and lofty thing that exalts itself up against the true knowledge of God, and we lead every thought and purpose away captive into the obedience of Christ. Okay. It's about what you think. It's about reasonings. It's about... What, it's about what people believe. Yeah. Yeah. It's about what people say. Yeah. It's about doctrines. It's about all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. So the problem in the lives of people are more what they heard about God than the problem. What you hear about God is very important. Because if you have a mindset of poverty, you will struggle. So then people start to complain and they start to list the reasons why they think they are poor. Yeah. Oh, this and this. And now this. No, that's not the reason. The reason is a mindset. It's a stronghold. It's a mindset. Yeah. <laughs> so what will help me is to hear that I'm prosperous in Christ. And when that mindset changes, all the circumstances will change. <laughs> it's not trying to fight this and trying to fight that guy and that guy and to make this business deal go through and fight this and fight this and fight this and fight this. Or Fighting the fear of poverty. Being afraid of being poor. It's a struggle. Being afraid of sickness. It's a struggle. Being afraid of whatever. Of accusation. Being afraid of anything. It's a struggle. But the struggle is only here. I just want to bring the good news to you. You don't have to overcome. Jesus overcame. You don't have to win. Jesus won. He did it. It's finished. It's complete. In Him you are prosperous. In Him you are forgiven. In Him you are blessed. In Him you have patience. <laughs> In Him you are not frustrated. All the things that we, all the resistance that we experience in the flesh is just another mindset. It's just another stronghold. We bring it into the obedience of Christ. Christ was obedient for us. Okay? So, by the disobedience of one, many were constituted sinners. By the obedience of one, many were constituted righteous. You are the righteousness of God. 
You don't have to become righteous. Simply believe in Jesus. Simply believe in what He did for you. That's all you need. <laughs> it's, it's only the perspective. There are two perspectives. From hell beneath, from heaven above. <laughs> How do you view what is around you? From hell beneath? Ah, I'm in trouble. Ah. Or from heaven above? That must change in Jesus' name. That must change. From peace. For this is like the days of Noah to me. As I swore that the waters of Noah should no more go over the earth, so have I sworn that I will not be angry with you or rebuke you. For though the mountains should, should depart and the hills be shaken or removed, yet my love and kindness shall not depart from you. Nor shall my covenant of peace and completeness be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. Verse 15. Behold, they may gather together and stir up strife, but it is not from me. Whoever stirs up strife against you shall fall and surrender to you. Behold, I have created the smith who blows on the fire of coals and who produces a weapon for its purpose. And I have created the devastator to destroy. But no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment, shall, you shall show to be in the wrong. This peace, righteousness, security, triumph over opposition is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, those in whom the ideal servant of the Lord is reproduced. This is the righteousness or the vindication which they obtained from me. Okay. Every tongue that rises against you, <laughs> you shall show to be in the wrong. Okay, so what is this weapon that is for? The smith that blows on the coals to produce a weapon for its purpose. That weapon is the law. Whatever stands against you, the fight is not yours, the battle is not yours. The victory is yours. It's already done.